I had just gotten home from work. It was a long day. We live right outside of Garland, Texas, and this was right around 2012. Well, I was about to throw a few steaks in the grill for the wife and myself, pop open a beer, and relax on the back patio. Suddenly, my dog, our yellow lab, started growling and stalked into the house using his doggy door. Well, that was weird. That dog didn't have a mean bone in his body. So I get up and walk in and I hear someone knocking on my front door. And it's kind of a forceful knock, which annoys me. Now, as I'm walking towards the door, my dog bolts by me, tail tucked and is whimpering. I see him head straight into our room. So now I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I feel myself getting frightened. But it's so odd. The sun's out. I'm grilling, having a beer. Then the loud knock happens again, which annoys me and kind of stokes my anger. So I go to the door, throw it open, and just ask, what? And I'm suddenly shocked to see two kids standing there, wearing hoodies. Two boys, maybe 12, 13. One's in front, the other's behind him. The kid in front just tells me, let us in. You need to come in, mister. His voice was dead, toneless. And that was scary enough. But then I noticed his eyes. They were black and shiny, no white in them. I literally threw the door shut and locked it. The fear I felt was outlandish. There was, in my mind, no damn reason for me to fear two kids at my front door. But the fear was real. Literally two minutes later, the door swings open and it's my wife coming in from work. She takes a look at me and asks if I'm all right. I in turn ask her if she saw two kids on our front yard or in the neighborhood walking around. She didn't see a thing. Well, needless to say, I had a few extra beers that night and it took a medium rare steak to coax my dog out from under our bed. He was scared so damn bad. I'm not sure what they were, but I hope to never go through that again. And I just got one of those video doorbells so I can see who's at my front door. Better safe than sorry. all you boys and girls out there in the hinterlands. It's Rockin' Max as always, and you know what that means, right? Get ready to talk about some spooky stuff. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. Max is <laughs> right, gang. But before we get started, we'd like to take that quick moment to remind you, our awesome listeners, to do your very best to rate, review, and share our podcast. As always, we like to expand our audience, and sharing, reviewing, hands down, it's the best way to help us get out there. Rock ain't lying, y'all. Mm-hmm. We can use all the help you give us by letting your circle know how much you love some nightmares and daydreams. All right, let's move on. Okay, Max, real quick, hold your horses, baby. We also got to let our listeners know this is our last episode of the season. True. And that we will be back for more shenanigans in late August as we begin historic season five. Season five. Can hardly believe it. Mm -hmm. But Rock's right, gang. Yep. We're going to take a short break as we gear up for the most bestest season of Nightmares and Daydreams yet. Yep. All right. Now, moving on. 
As always, gang, we're going to be your guides as we trek through dark trails, abandoned temples, and musty cellars in search of all things supernatural. We're going to discuss and debate. Though, you know, honestly, Maxie, there hasn't been too much debate lately. Well, because you know I'm right. Uh, Actually, we're both just agreeable people, aren't yeah. we? Well, great minds think alike, right? Actually, I think you just recognize my brilliance and have decided I'm right most of the time. But Quit tripping, Maxie. You're straight tripping, my friend. So as I was saying before Roxo rudely interrupted me... It's my job. We're going to discuss and debate all things supernatural, paranormal... Like we do. ...and monstrous. Oh, and, bien sûr, fun. Fun's the best, Max. It's what we live for up in this piece. But do you want to know what's not funny? What's that, Rock? Hearing someone knocking on your front door, you answer it, only to find two kids with eyes as black as coal demanding to be let in. Nope. No thanks, Rock. I'm telling you, man, ain't nobody want strange kids with eyes like a shark hanging around their front doors. Today, folks, we are talking about the infamous black-eyed kids. Or becks, as some folks call them. Stoked for this show. Dude, me too. This subject, in my opinion, is one of the scariest modern myths. Though, as we'll see, becks are not so modern after all. True. A lot of folks think the infamous Brian Bethel story is kind of the vector for black-eyed kid sightings. And I believe that happened in 1996, the good old days. I recall you sending me that story years ago, back in the early 2000s, I think. Yep, yep. Dude, it was so well written, it scared the hell out of me. Well, Bethel is a reporter, so writing a good story, kind of in his wheelhouse. Well, kudos to him, because it definitely sent chills down my spine, like for real. It is for sure creepy and takes place in Texas, mm -hmm. in Abilene, if I remember correctly. You are correct, Sha. Yeah, dude, it went down in Abilene. Gang, by now the Brian Bethel black-eyed kid sighting is literally canon as far as the lore concerning these things go. Good description. Well, Max, what the hell would you call them? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? So let's get into their attributes and then folks can make up their own minds. Attribute number one. They always want access into your house, your car, whatever it is they want in. But they ask permission to enter. Like vampires, right? Mm -hmm. That behavior? Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, at least they're polite, right? You know, and they're always young, usually between 10 and 14, and they're usually encountered in pairs. Hence the kids part of the name. Smartass. <laughs> they also, according to some witnesses, have the ability to cloud your mind as they're asking you to let them in. Bethel reported that even as he knew he didn't want to let the kids in his car, he noticed his hand moving as if by its own accord to unlock the car door. And it was when he pulled his hand back from the door that the black-eyed kids in question became angry and surprised by his action. Like the black-eyed kid was surprised that he could resist its power. Exactly. Bethel said the kid became more insistent and a little angry when that happened. Okay, so the ability to kind of influence people? You think in hypnosis? I mean, who can say? Maybe he cast charm person on Bethel. <laughs> but Bethel made his will save, lucky for him. What else? Okay, black eyes, young, they ask for permission to enter. They have some ability to influence your actions. Oh, wait, here's another. So there has to be some sort of phantom aspect to Black Eyed Kids, Max, because they can literally disappear from a person's front door within seconds. So they just vanish. Totally, man. Like, okay, like the encounter takes place, 
person freaks out, closes the door, looks through their peephole and, you know, to see if the kids are still there. And in many cases, the black eyed kids are gone, like literally in the space of seconds. Kind of like the opening story. The guy slams the door, wife opens the door, not a minute later, and the kids are gone. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely an extra layer of horror right there. I mean, just that uncertainty, right? But as every respectable D&D player knows, they just cast Dimension Door. Poof, right out of the vicinity, baby. <laughs> Cloak of the Montebank. Oh, good one, good one. That's at least 5,000 gold pieces. Hey, I mean, we're just full of D&D references this evening. We're full of something. Got to get you back to the gaming table, as I've been saying. Mountain Dew, Cheetos. The food of kings. Ambrosia. All right, Max, so let's, let's focus. So another aspect of black-eyed kids is their ability to radiate fear. Like this all-encompassing fear, man. Doesn't matter if you're man or beast, you feel it. Makes grown men run and hide. You ain't lying, man. People have literally got their firearms out and hid in a bedroom in a corner. It's intense fight or flight response. Like, you just got to get away. And dogs as well. They just run and hide. Dogs are wise. Cats would welcome them into the house, <laughs> no doubt. My brothers, let us destroy these annoying humans. Also, bust open that can of tuna for me, would you? <laughs> totally. Dang evil cats. So, Max, like, dude, what's your opinion on black-eyed kids? Like, what do you think they are? Well, they check a lot of boxes, man. Vampiric, demonic, ghostly. I'm not sure, honestly. Same here. Even though... The asking to be let in is kind of a hallmark of vampires. There's not really any bloodletting going on as far as we know. They could be psychic vampires feeding off of fear. That's a theory. I mean, you're wrong, but it's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what's your theory then? Dude, I honestly, I don't have a solid clue, but I lean towards something infernal, possibly demonic. I mean, definitely could be, or maybe it's just hoaxers buying all black contacts, rolling up on people's houses, demanding to be let in. Dude, that's a dangerous practice, especially in Texas, man. And while, you know, you might be able to scare some folks, you can't fake scare dogs, man. You can't scare animals. Rather, you can't fake scare animals. They just know. And that's the X factor, you know, at least in my opinion, when it comes to black-eyed kids being a hoax, there's so many tales of animals freaking out as well. Ah, true enough. Those are hard to dismiss. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. You ready for a story? As long as it's not too scary. Gotta go to bed soon. In 2011, an Orange County, California resident, Allison, had a chilling experience with black-eyed kids in a roadside motel. Engrossed in a movie, the classic horror flick Rosemary's Baby, Allison was scared out of her wits when a loud knock sounded at her door around 11 p.m. Not moving at first and turning down her television, another series of loud knocks occurred, kind of spurring her out of bed. She crept out of bed and peered through the spy hole on the door, and standing in front were two young boys, both in black hoodies, both staring down. Then, as if suddenly realizing they were being watched, the boy in front leaned in towards the spy hole and said, Please let us in. We need to use your telephone. Not only did the request scare the hell out of Allison, but the tone the boy spoke in was dead and hollow. 
He kept looking down as he spoke, keeping his face covered in shadow. Then, Allison felt as if an evil presence was trying to take control of her, almost willing her hands to move and open the door to let the boys in. It took all of her effort to pull her hands away from the door. Having fought off the sudden need to let the boys in, she stepped gingerly forward to look through the spy hole again, only to find the boy in front staring right at her. And his eyes were solid black. She screamed and backed away, scrambling for the phone and called the night manager. He was on the scene in seconds, and the two late night callers were nowhere to be found. From MysteriousUniverse.org All right, Max. Now that story has all the hallmarks of your typical black-eyed kid sighting. And if you think about it, in a lot of ways, it's almost identical to the Brian Bethel story. Yup, two kids asking to be let in. Although, in Bethel's case, he was in his car. The hoodies. Seems to be part of their uniform. Definitely part of the lore as far as sightings go. Also, that feeling that Allison felt, that overwhelming feeling as if something sinister is kind of coercing you into letting them in, like trying to take over your mind. Dude, that's horrifying. Because what if you fail your will save and just let them in? <laughs> As D&D talk for you lay people out there. I feel you, man. Like, what if you can't regain control of your body and you let them in? Well, Max, we'll get into a case of the calamity that can occur if they do get into your house later on. Wow. So we actually have some reports of them gaining entrance? Yeah, man. I ran across several. Pretty unsettling. And you know, another aspect is how fast the kids were gone from the motel. I mean, if the manager was there literally in less than a minute and they were gone, that's teleportation, Holmes. The same thing happened in Bethel's sighting. He literally reversed his car, looked back to where they were, and nada, gone. Literally no place for them to run, just an empty parking lot. Nowhere to run, baby. (laughs) Nowhere to hide. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) Our first story actually included the same thing as well. The dude shut the door. Wife came in a couple minutes later. Mm -hmm. Kid's gone. I mean, it really is a big question. How do they leave so fast after they realize their ploy to gain access has failed? Man, that's a great question. And Max, obviously the Black Eyed Kids were attracted to the fact that Allison was watching Rosemary's Baby. That's a wicked movie, son. And no worries, people. I'm not going to do a movie review. (laughs) Thank the gods. And it is a scary movie, but it ain't no Exorcist. Party people, if you ain't seen The Exorcist, all you kids out there, that movie scarred a generation of moviegoers. My older brother couldn't sleep literally for like six months. And I know some folks that won't even watch it to this day, myself included. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that it's based on a true story is what freaks me out. Except it was a boy instead of a girl, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, back to Black Eyed Kids. This ain't no episode on exorcism. Let's focus, Maxie. Ooh, episode on exorcisms. Mm-mm. Coming this fall, season five. <laughs> All right, back to work. So, question. What's your opinion on the whole asking to be let in part of the Black Eyed Kids equation? Well, as we stated earlier, it's very vampiric. The whole let me in aspect of it. Word. Like, if these things are so powerful, 
Why don't they just roll on in like a rampaging Sasquatch after some beef jerky? Well, they're obviously operating under a set of established rules. It makes you wonder who sets these rules, am I right? Like what Universal DM laid down the law that all black-eyed kids must politely ask for permission to enter? Good question. You know, I wonder if any supernatural repellents work on them. Garlic, cold iron, silver bullets. Exactly. That's werewolves, though, Rock. Besides, you said that only works in the movies. Like I say, my man, any port in a storm. It's an interesting theory. Like, what if you had some sort of protection on your porch or doorway, like a horseshoe or a cross or something? So in that case, is it the symbol itself or the belief or faith the homeowner has in said symbol that could theoretically repel the black-eyed kids? Another good question. Man, Max, lots of questions here, not a lot of answers. You know, but I do recall hearing a story of some Native American teenagers having an experience involving black-eyed kids. And they had some sweet grass in their car, and the black-eyed kids wouldn't or couldn't get too close to their vehicle. And the kids thought it was the sweet grass that was kind of keeping them at bay. What about hoaxers? You think these could be a case of kids just trying to copycat the sighting Bethel had in the late 90s? I mean, anything's possible. But like we said earlier, you might can fool the people, but you can't fool animals, bro. They just know. All black contacts are pretty damn easy to get nowadays, but I suppose it might have been significantly harder in the 90s. Dude, for sure they were hard to come by, because back in the day, all Amazon sold was textbooks. You remember that at the co-op? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't just hit a few buttons and get all black contacts sent to your door. We had to have patience back then, and I imagine they were way more expensive than they are now. It was like the Oregon Trail back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> we had to wait a week for each show we wanted to watch. Show was sad. And if you missed it, you missed it forever. How did we survive, man? I don't know. I died of dysentery. Yeah, you did many times. Speaking of surviving, though, you mentioned you ran across some cases of black-eyed kids actually gaining entrance into homes. I'm hoping the homeowners survived. Well, let's get into that story, shall we? Lead on, my friend. Martin, a long-haul trucker, had just gotten home after a long stint on the road and was looking forward to a few days of R&R. He planned to catch up on his shows, which he had recorded, and take it easy for a few days before he was back on the road. That night, he made a sandwich, popped open a beer, and sat down to watch his shows. Around 8.30, a slow, loud knock sounded on his door. Martin didn't look through his spy hole. He just opened the door, assuming it was his neighbor Rex, who always grabbed his delivery items from Amazon or FedEx and dropped them off with Martin when he got home. Unfortunately, it was not Rex. Martin was shocked to see a boy and a girl, around 11, holding hands on his front porch. They both looked thin and drawn like they needed a meal. The boy had a hoodie on with jeans and the girl had a black long sleeve shirt with jeans on. The trucker noticed neither had one bit of emotions on their faces. They just stood there until the girl told him they were homeless and needed to eat. Martin assumed this was a ruse the two kids practiced because even though the girl's voice lacked any tone, it still sounded as though she had said those words time and time again, like it was rehearsed. He then noticed both had black eyes with no iris just black and shiny. And Martin felt like he was hypnotized, like he was drowning. 
His first instinct was to slam the door, but he couldn't. The girl repeated her desire to come in. May we come in? Martin claimed he didn't remember how the pair of black-eyed kids entered his house, though he does recall inviting them in. I felt like I was in a dream, he later said. The next thing he recalls is that he was sitting on his couch while the pair stood in front of him. The girl uttered one word, eat. At this point, Martin felt deathly ill. He said he felt as if all nourishment left him, as if he was suddenly starving. The kids continued to stare intently at him, and he found himself growing weaker and weaker and weaker still. I crashed, Martin said. I felt like I was being eaten alive. After a few minutes, the boy and girl, still holding hands, turned and left Martin's house. He managed to crawl to his bedroom where he collapsed into a deep sleep, and he didn't wake until the following late afternoon. For the next four or five days, he experienced overwhelming bouts of dizziness and a horrible taste in his mouth. It was almost a full week before he felt even remotely normal. Martin hasn't a clue who or what the black-eyed kids are, but he believes they are in no way human, and it's his belief that they drained him of his energy. And had they wanted to, they could have ended his life on that fateful night in 2011. From MysteriousUniverse.org Two words, Rock. Energy vampires. Dude, actual energy vampires. Not like your stupid office coworker Denise, who's constantly dragging you down <laughs> with her negativity. Plus, she stole your lunch in the break room and never changes the toner in the printer. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> those two kids like to kill old Martin. Would they have been repelled had he had a protective talisman at his door? I'll never know. Like silver, a cross, a horseshoe, sweet grass, sage, four-leaf clover, cold iron, a line of salt in front of your door, or the holy hand grenade of Antioch. That's almost the full range of talismanic protection <laughs> right there. Hey, man, we got to cover as many bases as we can. So these kids got into his house, basically used Jedi mind tricks on him to gain access to his house and then fed on his life force. I mean, that's the gist of the story, right? That's pretty horrifying. Dude, how do you protect yourself against something like that? Maybe have your house encircled by running water? I mean, that should keep him away. <laughs> <laughs> you come across any other things? Yeah, you know, Martin was pretty fortunate. The others I've come across after Black Eyed Kids gained access involved, you know, folks that let him in, involved some serious illnesses, death of pets, a run of horrible luck, just the gamut of negative experiences. So it's like they drop a bad luck bomb or something. Or a black hole of ill luck and misfortune, yeah. In those stories, was it the same kind of thing where the kids gain access through whatever mental powers they have? Yeah, so like one, the knock comes late, right? The husband got up to answer the door and his wife just had this horrible feeling of wrongness and she jumped out of bed right after him. She rushed to the living room, but her hubby had already opened the door and these two black-eyed kids were already in the house. And this couple had... I get a divorce. <laughs> and this couple had cats and the cats were hissing and yowling and freaking the hell out while the husband kind of had this slack-jawed look on his face. The wife said the rest of the night was a blur and they woke up the next day feeling horrible. 
as Martin did. But then the bad luck just seemed to kick in for their household, and the husband had no recollection of letting the kids in. And some of the cats died. He got really ill. So just super weird and, and scary, man. Damn. And you know, Max, as we've talked about it, dude, we've talked about this a lot of times. It's best for us not to ignore that sixth sense that we have. And for some reason, these entities just set that alarm right off for a lot of folks. That's the question, right? What is it about them? Is it a predator-prey response with us being the prey? Dude, it sounds a lot like it. So, you know, you did research. What do you have on the origins of black-eyed kids? You know, Bethel's sighting seems to be the kind of, like we said, vector of modern-day sightings. Did you come across anything else? Yeah, the great Nick Redfern did some research. Love him. On some early black-eyed kid sightings. Dude, we got to get him as a guest one day. He's an OG when it comes to the paranormal. He is a Texas boy. Well, a Brit who now resides in Texas. Yep. Dude, his book, Three Men Chasing Monsters, is a great read, by the way. Everybody check it out. It's such a fun read. Okay, so Nick Redfern came across a case of a black-eyed kid sighting that occurred actually in the early 1920s. Dude, like a hundo years ago. Yep, almost. 1923 to be precise. And this story was related to Nick by the great-granddaughter of the woman who actually experienced it. So what happened? So this great-grandmother, Jane, was visited three consecutive nights by a young man dressed in black with all black eyes. She experienced sleep paralysis, and this kid with black eyes would point at her, and she would begin to feel real sick. Damn. And feel as if her energy were being sucked out of her. And she couldn't scream, couldn't make a sound during the whole time this was happening. So this went down for three nights in a row. According to her great-granddaughter, yeah, three nights. So then what happened? This black-eyed kid would point at her, or black-eyed young man, Mm -hmm. and he seemingly would drain her of energy, and then he would disappear, and she'd be able to move again. So, I mean, that's odd. Were there any lasting effects on Jane? You know, like Martin from our story? Like, that dude was laid up for weeks before he felt any better. Yeah, it took Jane days and days to get back to her normal self. And she apparently had a slightly jaundiced appearance afterwards. Dude, that's intense. And again, you know, the whole psychic or energy vampire thing comes to mind, at least for me. Though there's also a theory, and this is a pretty popular theory, that states black-eyed kids are alien-human hybrids. You know, they have all black eyes that many eyewitnesses claim that alien greys have. And greys love to wear hoodies, (laughs) known fact. I mean, seems to be a solid theory, as good as any other. Yeah, man, greys are always at hot topic. (laughs) Dude, but like, what's up with this kid that was in Jane's room each night? He didn't knock on the door and ask to be let in. True. Yeah, the kid in the 1920s didn't follow the protocol of knocking on the door to gain entrance. He just showed up in a room. Rude. That's teleport without error, baby. High-level magic. Totally. All right, so any other cases that predate Bethel's experiences? And folks, for those of you who haven't heard of Brian Bethel's experience regarding black-eyed kids, just Google it. It'll pop right up. Yeah, there are many, actually. A creepy one occurred in the 1950s, and it was in a rural part of South Carolina. And this farmer's kid sees a new kid, some kid he doesn't recognize, walking down the road in front of his house. Well, the farmer's dogs freak out, run away, and the kid is getting close to the farmer's kids, and they see his all-black eyes. Was this kid all dressed in black? It didn't say, only that when the farmer's kids got close, this black-eyed kid screamed at them, and it sounded like a mountain lion, just a, like a shrill roar. 
As I am wont to say, oh, hell nah. See, the animals are right again. Those dogs just took right off. Dogs are wise. And as they said in the classic television series, The Twilight Zone, even the devil can't fool a dog. (laughs) Well said. So, ready for another story? Get it started, my friend. In the summer of 2011, Marsha from Ohio encountered a pair of black-eyed kids. This is her story. My mother took very ill and had to go to the hospital. She ended up having heart problems to top it off, and the doctors ended up keeping her at the hospital. Since mom lived alone, my sister and I went to stay at her house in Virginia. It kept us close by, and we could go visit her during visiting hours. We could also watch her two cats and keep the house for her. My father had passed away two years before, and since that time, my mom had really kept to herself. She was in a very quiet, safe neighborhood, and she knew everyone around her. That Monday, the doctors had told us that her mother was not doing very well, and there wasn't much else they were able to do for her. Dejected, we went back to mom's house to make some dinner, even though neither of us were hungry. We just felt the need to keep busy. We were in the kitchen talking when we both looked at each other. We heard something, or thought we did. I asked my sister if she heard a knock, and she nodded. So we both walked into the living room, and just then we hear it again, this firm knocking on the door. I wonder if the doorbell's broken, I said out loud. We had several visitors, neighbors of mom, checking on her. I opened the door, and there were two kids standing there each about 10 years old. I have kids that age, so I was pretty certain they were around 10. The boy on the right was looking at the ground, but the boy on the left looked straight at me and my sister when the door opened, and his eyes were solid black. They were so black that they were shiny. I didn't know what to say. I'd never seen anyone without whites in their eyes. As soon as the door opened up, the boy said, You're going to invite us in. I slammed the door without even thinking of it. I was afraid they were in some kind of gang or something. Right after the door slammed, we heard a noise from right outside the front door that sounded like a cat in pain. It was much louder than a cat would be though. We ran to the kitchen and I phoned the next door neighbor who was a retired policeman. It took him only a minute to get to our house and he searched all over, but he couldn't find a sign of the two boys. A short time later, we received a call from the hospital. Our mom had passed away. I don't know what the boys were, but it scares me that they showed up at the moment my mom passed away. Those boys terrified me, and even thinking about it now, almost a year later, it still frightens me. From Dave Weatherly's excellent book, Strange Invaders. Okay, so in that experience, Marsha's experience encountering black-eyed kids. They kind of play the role of the harbinger, the ill omen. Yeah, like a banshee or something. The cry at the end as one is departing the earth. And, you know, that cat-like yowl kind of resembles the encounter in the 50s with the kid who roared like a mountain lion. True. Basically, just a sound that a kid shouldn't be making, though, right? (laughs) I mean, you think? Kids start screeching... 
I'm out like a trout, old son. Okay, so final thoughts on this. What is your theory after examining all this evidence on black-eyed kids? Well, Maxie, I said it at the beginning, and I'm going to stick with it. I think there's some sort of infernal slash demonic aspect to black-eyed kids. Are they vampires? I don't know. But the fact that they ask permission to enter, instill instant fear into people and animals, dude, that to me points to some sort of devilish activity there. What about you? I don't know. I like your theory. And I think it seems like they have aspects of multiple forms. You know, you have the vampiric thing, but they're also out in the day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe... Twilight vampires. <laughs> no, but maybe some of these different creatures in our lore are actually drawn from aspects of something that's different, but like we don't quite have it right in either case, like whether it's a demon or vampire, but actually all the true aspects reside in these black-eyed kids. Who the hell knows? They are sort of this chimera. Like, they take a bunch of characteristics from many different aspects of kind of dark folklore. I mean, anything is possible, man. The one thing I do know is I do not want any run-ins with black-eyed kids, man. You feel me? You and me both. Not unless I have my silver sword or holy water in hand. <laughs> or the ability to resist their siren's call to enter my casa. Slam the door, y'all. Don't let them in. I mean, that's true. If you knew you could resist, if you knew you had that will save covered, uh -huh. I mean, it would be a good story, right? The stories are overrated, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're good reading other people's stories. Oh, hell yeah. We've talked about that. Well, that's probably wise, right? We done? Yep. Maxie, with that last bit of lore, we are done. So everybody out there, thanks for hanging out with Max and myself during these trying times. As we say, it's much appreciated. And if we could even take your mind off all the crazy stuff going on right now, then our mission is accomplished. 100% Rock. If you find folks want to support the podcast, head on over to buymeacoffee.com and search Nightmares Podcast mm -hmm. for a delicious one-time donation so Rock and I can maintain our caffeine addiction. It's much appreciated. We love our coffee, y'all. Also, y'all, we have that Patreon page up at patreon.com forward slash nightmares podcast. We'll continually add new content and tears start at a buck a month for a shout out. And y'all can cancel anytime. We've added Rock's Relaxing Reads, Max's Myth, and additional music by the great and powerful Teresa Joy. Speaking of the best bard in the business, Teresa Joy gives us that amazing sound so many of you have commented on. Mm -hmm. Find and follow her at Viabright on Facebook and Instagram. And check out her own website, at TeresaJoyMusic.com. And we asked earlier, but we will ask again. Please, gang, head on over to whatever podcatcher you listen to us on and grant us that boon of the five-star review. Or hell, do us one better and take the time to write a review. Help get our podcast out there, y'all. Much appreciated. Also, join us on all the social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All that. We'd love to hear from y'all. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of. Finally, head on over to our own damn website at nightmarespodcast.net and a holler at your boys. As we stated earlier, y'all, we are signing off for season four and looking forward to seeing all you fine faithful folks as we start season five in late August. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be good to each other and sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.